Blog Talk Radio. That's right. It's going down. This is Jeff McConnell, a.k.a. Zen Rhino, uh, with the Damage Report Live Radio, Episode 29. Uh, special edition uh, of sorts, not Friday. Uh, took some time off trying to retool uh, the show, getting it to be as best as it possibly can um, for you, the listeners, because that's what it's all about. Uh, like I said, it's a special uh, episode. I'm going to be talking to uh, Pittsburgh-based fighter Dominic the Honey Badger Mazada. Uh, he's going to be fighting at Pinnacle Fighting Championships 12 coming up next week on uh, Thanksgiving Eve against a uh, very tough competitor named Justin King. Um, so it's He's an up-and-coming fighter. I mean, if you go by tapology.com, they have him ranked as the fourth uh, best bantamweight in all of uh, the Northeast as well as Pennsylvania. Um, he's somebody I've been watching for a while. Um, had to catch a lot of his video whenever uh, I was working with uh, MMA Madhouse uh, covering uh, the Pinnacle events on GFL TV. Um, I got to see uh, also whenever he fought through Gladiators of the Cage. Um, like I said, definitely an up-and-coming fighter, somebody I feel that uh, Dana White should be checking out uh, because he's definitely UFC material, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> before I get to uh, Dominic, I just want to um, recap real quick the um, events that happened this weekend. Unless you lived under a stone somewhere, you know that UFC 193 went down in Melbourne, Australia, and in the main event, Holly Holm shocked the world, as they're saying, uh, by defeating previously undefeated Ronda Rousey um, by head kick KO and then strikes um, in the second round. So uh, Ronda Rousey's undefeated title reign came to an end this weekend, and everybody's having their opinions one way or the other. Even Donald Trump is jumping on the bandwagon, uh, possibly because Ronda openly said she would be supporting Bernie Sanders. Uh, Donald Trump said that he was glad that she lost. Um, that's neither here nor there. I, you know, like I said, either you love her, you hate her. People were talking about her. Also, in the co-main event, we had the uh, very tough strawweight women's champion Joanna Ojacek defending her title against a very tough uh, French Canadian fighter, Valerie Trouble Letourneau. Went the distance. Um, Letourneau was giving her. Uh, you know, run for her money, but as the fight went on, uh, your Jacek's uh, striking skills just came to the front. She was taking her out like a, a striking sniper, um, you know, really put a mouse on Letourneau's face, uh, did some serious damage to the leg. I mean, Valerie was probably walking very gingerly on that leg the next day because it was just, it was like toast. Um, so, yeah, that was, that's the co-main and main event uh, wrap-up for UFC 193. Before I go to Dominic, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Howard Fiddler, uh, a.k.a. Doc Howie, 
Um, you know, he sent me a one of them Zion X bands. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You can let me know how if I didn't. Um, and I, I'm in the process of doing a third draft of my report as of a product review for it. My laptop screwed up a couple of times. I lost all my info, and I didn't want to just throw something together. I'm trying to give a detailed description of how the band is working for me. Uh, I have arthritis problems. Um, and it's definitely helped me with that, getting up and down the steps, moving around, being active. Uh, it's definitely helped me out. So I'm trying to do a, a detailed report on that. But you can check it out at www.xionx.us. And uh, definitely, like I said, I want to give a shout-out to Doc Howie for that. Um, so, like I said, the whole reason for this episode was because it's been long overdue. I wanted to talk to Dominic Mazzotta for a long time. Like I said, I firmly believe he is UFC material, and um, he's someone definitely Dana White should be paying attention to this. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get into it without, you know, I don't want to try to cause any drama or anything because I have a lot of respect for uh, for Dom, but, uh, you know, his only defeat was to current UFC uh, Bantamweight hot prospect Cody Garbrandt, and, uh, Cody's definitely in the UFC probably because of that fight with Dominic, and hopefully after next Wednesday, Dominic will be asked to join the UFC also with him. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Dominic. Are you there, Dom? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? Thanks. I I just want to say thank you. I know it's, you know, getting close to fight week and fight night, so I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Sure, yeah. Like, like I said, I mean, I, I want to apologize. I should have asked you to come on sooner, a year ago even, because you're definitely a fighter that I love. I watch your videos. I, I can't get out to Pittsburgh. I wish I could. I mean, I'd love to see you fight live. Uh, you're definitely, like I said, Tapology has you listed as the number four band weight in not just Pennsylvania, but the Northeast as well. So, you know, that's that's pretty impressive, uh, you know, because that's just, that counts everybody, I guess, too. It's not just, like, local regional fighters, you know, that's that's any Bantamweight pro that is listed. You, they have you number four in the U.S. Northeast as well as Pennsylvania. So, um, I mean, I know about you. I've been talking about you for a long time since probably right before the your fight with Jeremiah Yeagers. But for people who don't know who you are, why don't you just give them you know, a brief update, who you are, where you're from, what your record is, and any belts that you may have at this yeah, my name is Dom, of course, Mazzotta, the honey badger, they call me. I uh, I reign from Lower Borough, Pennsylvania. I grew up in New Kensington, and uh, you know, I represent I represent uh, the Math Factory. And, you know, I got I got a special guest with me today. I got Isaac Greenlee, my wrestling coach, with me today. So, hopefully we'll have some fun. Cool. cool. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, for people... We're in the know. The Matt Factory is also home to, you know, one of your teammates and current UFC fighter, Chris Dempsey. I mean, so do you think that is something that helps you out, you know, in your fights and also possibly for your future if, you know, someone like Dana White or Joe Silva wants to come calling? Do you think definitely that, that helps you, uh, you know, make your claim that you are UFC worthy? Um, You know, I don't think it really matters. I think that they look at the fights. But me and Chris have the same yeah. management <laughs> So uh, we have the same kind of connection, and uh, yeah, I mean, 
Phantomweight division, man, it's just tough to get in. There's a lot of, a lot of guys. we got a lot of people. So uh, right now I'm just trying to fight, win fights, and uh, do it in a spectacular fashion. Definitely, definitely. And, and like I said, I mean, I, I've been been watching you uh, for a while now, like I said, and you definitely you get, you give the Pittsburgh area and Pennsylvania fight fans something to, to you know, be excited about because you definitely, you know, you're exciting no matter what you're doing in there. You're always giving those highlight reel finishes and stuff. Um, can, you, can you tell the people how you got involved in mixed martial arts? You know, what was your sports background coming up, and how did that transition to you becoming a fighter? Well, I grew up doing uh, different things than normal kids. I grew up obviously doing Taekwondo since I was age five. And, you know, I just always loved fighting. I come from, from a, a pretty hard-nosed town. We really, that's kind of what we did growing up. We fought it, it, you know, if there was a problem, you know. But I just was always a roughhousing kind of kid. And, yeah, I wrestled. I, ne- I never really wrestled in uh, school. I wrestled for, like, a couple months in, in middle school, but... You know, I did weird things. I did go-kart racing. I was always into skiing and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I at a young age, I, I joined the work, workforce, and I think that, that gave me a pretty strong back. Um, you know, I just loved the fight. I always liked it. It always intrigued me. And then whenever I I was working um, in the labor union, uh, I just decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And I thought, figured that uh, the only chance I, I have at... Uh, being successful in the sport is, is something that I'm good at. It, it's fighting because it's unlike other sports that it, there's weight classes and I'm a smaller guy, so it gave me, you know, an outlet to try to uh, to show my skills. Plus, I was, uh, you know, I was in kind of a darker place, so I just wanted to get out of the hole, and and that's what I did. That's interesting. Yes, uh, and um, I. You know, switching gears a little bit from uh, mixed martial arts, I think I seen something a while back where I don't, I don't know what it was that you posted, but it said something about you had like a, a musical background as well. And didn't you say something like you opened up for Wiz Khalifa once or something? Like, am I re- was I am I remembering that right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually very accurate. I I, I rapped. I used to be a rapper, so so to okay. speak. And um, I still do. I still involved in music. I do it on the low now. Um, you, I, I write songs. For people, I, I uh, work in the studio a little bit, but that's kind of like a little side side thing I do. It's kind of just a passion of mine, that something that I like to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, I open up for Wiz Khalifa, and that, that's kind of like my claim to fame. And I have a song with a rapper called Rick the Five Nine from Slaughterhouse. There you go. Yeah, well, definitely uh, multi-talented. But I mean, you know, I, I think you're gonna be a person that has more than just that one claim to fame because. Uh, um, didn't I also see that uh, I believe uh, one of your sponsors and uh, uh, you're associated with is going to be on uh, Restaurant Impossible the day after your fight um, that's coming up uh, next week. Uh, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that is um, actually my restaurant. My, me and my mother opened that restaurant. Ah, sorry, mm-hmm. it's called Stella's, and it's going to be it's going to air this Thursday actually. Oh, this Thursday. Okay, I, I, I thought I yeah, thought it was going to air. Yeah, the Food Network. Okay, so that, that's cool. You know, that not only are you, you know, dedicating yourself 100% into your uh, mixed martial arts training, but you also, like you said, you have a business there. That's pretty cool, and you're getting some national recognition on that level. That's because Restaurant Impossible is a show that I watch. That's why whenever I saw you post, I was like, oh, that's cool. I would have tuned in anyway, yeah, but now man, I'm definitely going to. Cool. 
Okay, well, switching gears back to MMA, because that's, you know, what people are li- tuning in for to listen. It's, um, well, tell us, how would you describe your style? I mean, like you said, you, you know, you're at the Math Factory, which, you know, would uh, indicate that you, you have a, a solid base in wrestling. But I've also seen you, uh, you have some good, solid striking skills. So how would you classify yourself as a fighter? Uh, what are your strengths? And also, what do you feel you need to work on? Um, I feel that I would cast my myself as an all-around mixed martial artist, and okay. I don't think that I have any weaknesses. I don't have that doesn't now that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that I don't have things I have to work on, and I constantly want to get better in different things. But every I work everything every day, and every everything I don't feel that my boxing is better than my my wrestling or my kickboxing is better than my jujitsu. I just you know, it might be like, like um, side control. Might I might need work on, on a little bit on side control, or I might need me work you know, a little bit about. You know, I might want to, my left hand might be weaker than my right hand. I just want to work, work tune it up my left hook a little bit. So I don't think, you know, I'm weaker or better or worse at, at any certain aspect of the game. It's just things inside that each aspect that I have to work on. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good policy. You don't want to get too focused on one thing, as we've seen uh, Saturday, which I saw you uh, you posted your thoughts on the main event, that, but how a fighter that tended to focus on one aspect of their game came up missed by not focusing on other aspects, too. And I I saw that you had posted what what you thought Ronda kind of did wrong in the main event. And then that's good to see that, you know, you're trying to develop yourself all the way around so that you don't have those holes. Well, the thing about the girls is, the thing about the girls is it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, a new sport for the girls, you know? All these yeah. girls are coming in, with, just like the, just like when the sport first came out, all, all the guys came in and they were all skilled at one facet of the game. Now everybody's well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And in 10 years, all the girls are going to be the same way. They're going to all be well-rounded. Now they're all just coming in and they're specialists at one certain thing and, you know, one might be better than the other. Like, Holly is, is probably the most well-rounded girl right now, and Ronda's, you know, not far behind her just because what she's been working. But when she came in, she was just strictly judo. And so it's kind of like it's just it's a cycle of evolution. In 10 years, the girls are going to be all well-rounded, just like all the guys yeah. are. That's kind of what I was saying, but you definitely said it more eloquently, and I appreciate you saying it because that's, that's – a good analogy, like you were saying, whenever the UFC first came around, there was, you know, Royce Gracie was just the BJJ fighter. You had a guy who was primarily a boxer and he wore the one glove and then you had the judo fighter and all that. And, it, and as time developed, you got more wrestling and other that. And now people are, it's like you you define you define yourself as an all-around fighter, not just a wrestler or a striker. And that, that's good to hear. And definitely I agree with your opinion on that, that, you know, in the years to come, the women will be also improving, so that's good to hear. Um, let, let's talk about your upcoming fight. It's going to be on uh, they call it Thanksgiving Eve. It's going to be next Wednesday at Pinnacle Fighting Championships 12. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your opponent and um, how you're preparing for this fight? You know, don't give away too much because, you know, obviously you want to keep your game plan a little bit of a secret, but uh, I see you're fighting Justin King, and they have him listed as 5-3 and three on uh, Tapology. And it's, I, I see it's going to be a catch weight, 140 pound fight. So can you tell us a little bit about your fight and how you're preparing? 
I have not really changed anything. I, I've been working with the same people. I went to Texas a couple of weeks ago, worked with some guys down there, but that's really much the only thing that's changed. I don't really, I don't watch videos, so I don't really know anything about the guy. Uh, my coaches' game, we got game plan for, for a little bit of everything. You know, I got a game plan with each of my coaches, and I got a different coach for each, each facet of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just ready to go. I'm ready for anything that he just comes at me with. And I've been just training hard. You know, I try to step up every camp, step it up a little bit. But I haven't really brought done anything, you know, special or new. Yeah. And like you said, I, I definitely, I've seen your progression uh, from, like I said, I I think the first fight that I, I watched without having to go back, you know, I went and watched all the fights that were available online. But the first one I saw was with uh, Jeremiah Yeager. And since then, he's fought some pretty impressive people. You know, Brandon Seiler is is tough here in the Pennsylvania area. Uh, Veron Webb is a, a tough fighter from down south, and, uh, you know, you finished him relatively quickly. Um, is, I, I don't want you to look beyond this fight because, every, you know, all fights are tough and that, but um, is there a fight that you would like to have with someone, or, you know, would you are looking to, you know, well, you only have one loss, so I guess you would have to wait till you get to the UFC to, to have a rematch with Cody Garbrandt, but is there is there a fight that you would like to have with somebody in the future, if possible? You know what? I, it's just it's so hard for me to get a, somebody to fight me uh, anymore. That you know, it doesn't really matter. It's not really what I think about or what I concern myself with. I have no beef with anybody. I don't have any issues with anybody in the game. It's not like, hey, I want to fight this person or that person. I got no enemies in, in the fight fight game, and it's just whoever is uh, willing to make the weight and sign the contract. Really, it's up to my coaches. I don't even look at guys. They don't tell me who I'm fighting. Isaac will go through hundreds of guys, and he won't tell me until, hey, I got somebody. Sign the contract. So, you know, it, I don't really concern myself with that. That's not my job. That's that's my coaches, yeah. my management job to uh, find me opponents and just tell me who, who, uh, who I'm going to fight, and then I, I prepare. Yeah. I mean, hey, that, that's probably the best way to look at it. You know, like you said, you have your management and coaches that deal with that, and you're, you focus on fighting, you know. And like I said, I wasn't trying to – I mean, there was some – there was a, it seemed like there was a lot of beef leading up to that Cody Garbrandt fight, but now it seems like you guys have kind of, like, squashed that and you're really cool with each other. And, you know, so that's always good, you know, and it's uh, good to see. So Here's the thing. Whenever it, you it, got – whenever you put um, – whenever you – put a fight together, like guys are if especially two guys are in the, on the same circuit and two guys are gonna that are gonna be see the guys I'm fighting now are all from a different circuit. So it's not really like we're we're competing against each other but it's not really, you know, in in animosity. The only thing re- reason me because me and Cody were friends before that. Before yeah. the fight we were friends and then after the fight we're friends. But when we fight it, when we were gonna fight each other, we hated each other. I mean, that's just the that's just the name of the game. You you gotta hate the other guy. Like, I mean, we knew the same people, so the same people were talking shit, you know, within each other. And we and they got back to us, and then that kind of stirred the pot a little bit. You know, I'm sure there's yeah. people in in uh, Justin's uh, camp that are like, you're gonna you're gonna beat this white boy or or whatever it may be, just talking shit. And to him, yeah. trying to juice him up or or what it may be, but it just doesn't get back to me. And, you know, what people say doesn't get back to him because we're on different circuits. Yeah. I mean, one of the benefits, I think, that came 
out of that fight with you and Cody was it kind of it opened the door. Like you were saying, there, there's two main promotions in the Pittsburgh area. There was you were fighting for Gladiators in the Cage, and he was fighting for Pinnacle, and it was like it, it was a big deal that you know kind of like almost ended up being like a cross promotion thing. But that fight opened the doors, in my opinion. I mean, because now you're fighting for Pinnacle. Mark Cherico, who had been fighting for Pinnacle predominantly, fought for Gladiators in the Cage. And I think really that was a good thing for not only, you know, Pittsburgh martial arts scene, but all of Pennsylvania. Because, you know, like you were saying, you guys were in similar areas, but now you're able to openly compete against each other so that the best comes to the top. So I think that was good. And um, I'm glad to see that, you know, that the Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania mixed martial arts scene is, is, you know, coming big things where we have fighters like Chris Dempsey and Cody Garbrandt in the UFC so that people are looking so that they can see, you know, you might be the next wave. And, uh, you know, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that uh, it is possible that, say, if you do win next week that maybe uh, you can get the call soon? Or is that something you don't really concern yourself with? I mean, I think about it every day. That's all I want. That's what drives me to do better is, hey, the UFC, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I want. I want the three letters attached to my name. But I'm going to continue to fight until until that happens. Win, lose, or draw, I'm going to do what I love to do. Uh, I'm very blessed to be able to make a living and actually make a little bit of money uh, fighting on the regional circuit so that I can continue to do that. But, uh, yeah, I don't really see anybody in the nation, you know, competing with me right now at, at outside of the UFC at this weight. Okay. So I got finishes, I got submissions, I got knockouts. I really don't, I don't really know what they're waiting for. But it, you know, I'm, I'm a patient guy, and uh, all things, all great things happen to those that wait. There's more than one way to the top, and you know, I'm just gonna keep doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I'm surprised that you didn't get the call after that fight with uh, Ron Webb because I mean. He had been making a name for himself uh, down south. He actually, he went out to the, I think it was the Tuck 17 or Tuck 18 trials whenever uh, he went along with Bill Will Brooks and uh, Justin Scoggins. And both of those guys, you know, Bill Will Brooks is now champ in Bellator. Uh, Justin Scoggins was, you know, up and coming in, in UFC. So, I mean, he was hanging out with that kind of a crowd. So whenever you beat him the way you did, I thought, there's no way that Dana and uh, Joe Silva them could be, you know, denying you. But, um, you know, like you said, you're patient and that's good. And hopefully it's not much longer that you have to wait. Um, well, it's but, all about timing. But, but, it's just all about whenever they need somebody and what it is. You know, if I just stopped right now and said, hey, I'm going to take some time off to see if calls, they might call. They might say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, late in a, in a month they might have a, a late replacement. Hey, come fight on this card in a week. Can you, can you make the wait? And then I could go fight. But here's the thing. I'm a fighter. Uh, That's what I love to do. So I want to stay active. I I thought about it. You know, I weighed my options. Uh, My coach said that he he wants me to be active. And I listen to what what he says. He knows what's best for me. So I stayed active. And, and, you know, I'm going to, you know, it's it's what I do for a living. So if I don't fight, I don't get it. I don't get paid. So, you know, I got to make a living. So I figure why not just keep it, keep the bar rolling. Right. That sounds like a good philosophy, you know, for you, like stay active. Don't get paid if you don't fight. Like you said, um, I want to try to transition into later on, like, uh, as an example, um, I saw Mark Charco recently had, he announced that he was having his last fight. And I see that, um, 
he's going to be opening up his own mixed martial arts gym in Pittsburgh. I guess uh, Fight Club Pittsburgh is closing its doors, and then Mark's going to be it, do you see yourself doing something like that years from now after your fighting, active fighting career is over? Uh, and, you know, what would you like your legacy to be in mixed martial arts? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I could see myself doing, being, being I, like, I'm a, I'm a business owner manager now, the restaurant business. I could see, see maybe opening a gym, um, you know, but right now I'm just focused on fighting and uh, getting better. Um, my legacy, as far as my legacy, I want to be the UFC champion. I want to be the best in the world. I, I think I can be actually the best man and weight of all time. Like, that's my, that's in my head, that's what I'm going for. I don't know yeah. what anybody yeah. else is thinking, but, you know, I, every day, like, I just strive for perfection. And, and you know, I think, you know, I, I got one loss, but, I mean, who, who doesn't have a loss? You know what I mean? It's the Silva. Manny Pacquiao, everybody, you know, it's like once in a, yeah. once in a minute. I mean, in boxing, where we had a, we had Rock Marciano, and then it wasn't until 60 years later where we had Floyd Mayweather. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, undefeated fighters, you know, are once in a lifetime. But I still think I could be one of the greatest bantamweights that have ever yeah. that I've ever trained. You know, I've ever stepped in the cage. Yeah, I, I think it was Muhammad Ali that said, if you don't have a loss on your record, then that means you're not fighting anybody worth mentioning. And like you said, everybody eventually goes through a loss at some point. You know, you saw that over the weekend with Ronda. Um, and I think that, that, you know, you have the right mental frame that, you know, you're not going to get there if you don't believe in yourself like that. And that's good that, that you do. And, 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 you know, hey, I believe in you. That's I, I Like I said, I, I definitely can see you being in the UFC hopefully soon. And, and, you know, I'd like to see you make your claim on, on, on like you're saying, to be Honestly, the best Honestly, I really don't see anybody outside of the uh, top ten, really, that even can that can um, match up with me in the in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you can lose any fight. Anybody can lose any fight. It's a fight. That's why we, that's why yeah. we do it. But um, as far as skill level-wise, you know, there's very athletic people and stuff. But I, I think the skill, it's, I think it's kind of degressed a little bit just because of how many that they have because they have to get guys to fill their rosters and they have they used to have you know four shows a year then it went to 20 now it's at fucking 50 or something I don't know and they have to have guys to fill mm. those rosters and with that comes um, with that comes you know a little bit less talented guys you know before you had to be in the UFC you had to be you know it was only four shows a year so you were had to be a top guy and if you weren't a top guy yeah, you you weren't in the UFC. Nowadays, you know they're signing guys, you know, just to help push guys. They're signing guys for this, they're signing guys for that, so that the uh, skill level kind of declined um, as far as well-roundedness. And um, I think you know, outside of you, outside of the top ten, I really don't see too many people that can, that yeah. can hang with me. I I can agree with that. The only person that I think I'm not trying to stir the pot here, like I said, you know, just the only person I see that actually mentioned your name that might even be on the radar would be the guy that ended up defeating Mark. Was it Brian Kelleher or something like that? I know I had posted about your, you and uh, saying that I think you're ready to be UFC because there's really no one else. And he kind of wanted to chime in and say, well, let me have a shot at him before that happens because he, he feels he's notorious for, uh, you know, knocking guys, the hot prospects off. So I agree with you though, other than maybe him, I don't see anyone else, like you were saying, other than UFC caliber fighters all, that are already on the roster 
being someone that could be next for you. So um, it's just more the, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to cause any trouble or anything because, like you said, you let no, your managers and your coach and all that. He's the one that was that was uh, started talking shit. I mean, it's not like he was really talking shit. He kind of just said, hey, I mean, that's his opinion, and he has a right to it. And, you know, yeah. that's, uh, I think he signed the contract right after that. I mean, if that would be to happen, that fight would be to happen. If that's, yeah. then it, it, that would I happen. He, but I think he just had right a now we're about, this. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think he just I was going to say, I think he just had a fight uh, last weekend. Um, and he was in New Jersey. He was talking about that. I said, you know, he was saying how Dana was probably going to show up, which I don't think he did because he was kind of busy with UFC 193. But, um, you know, that, that's maybe that's a fight that if they don't come calling your way, that that might be a next thing. But I don't know. I still think, you know, Yeah, you're, I think you're that's one of the bigger fights in Pennsylvania. You know, there's not too many guys it in would the circuit be. that... Yeah. But um, I was gonna say, um, getting back to to you though, um, and your your style on that. Who who are some of the fighters that influenced how you fight, and you know the the people that you look up to? Both you know in mixed martial arts, you can also include you know people that influenced you in your personal life. Um, you know, growing up, Philip Ameris, he's uh, was my all-time inspiration. You know, I, you know, fighters. Fighters are, are here, are a dime a dozen, you know, everybody fights. But, you know, these guys, Isaac, Isaac you know, he he influences me a lot um, in life in general. Um, mainly my coaches, Eddie, you know, he, he's he's unbelievable. I haven't seen anybody in jiu-jitsu who's much better than him. And, uh, you know, yeah, like Phil Maris. As far as fighters, you know, there's not too many fighters that I kind of could – because the guys that fight like me are, are in my weight class, you know, and the, and I kind of look at it as, you know, those are guys' potential. I'm not really too big of fans of anybody in my weight class. I, I really can't name anybody that I actually like in my weight class. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, and, uh, so, but, no, like Frankie Edgar, he's a, I'm a big fan of Frankie Edgar. He, he I, I kind of, we, our system is, is very similar to his system in fighting. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and um, you know, I was always growing up. I was always a fan of Shogun, big fan of Shogun. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a million fighters. I, I love fighting. I, I'm a big fan of fighting. Um, Anthony Pettis. I, I, right now, I'm a big fan of Anthony Pettis just because he's from Taekwondo. But okay, as far as influential people, it's it's mainly my coaches. Yeah, that, that's a good answer. I mean, all, everything you said there was a good answer. Um, we're, we're coming up, got a few minutes left here, so I want to give you the opportunity. Uh, I'll let you, uh, you know, give some shout-outs to anybody you want to, family, friends, coaches, uh, teammates, whatever, and also uh, you can mention your sponsors and uh, how people can find you on social media. So I'll give you that opportunity to do that. Yeah, I want to say, uh, you know, thank you to my family, uh, friends, my, my uh, fiance Katie. Uh, my mom, sisters, uh, my coaches, Isaac, Eddie, Paul, Philip, Jimmy, um, Jeff. Uh, that's it, Paul. My uh, sponsors, Rehab Center, Club Fitness, Ross Auto, Paper Dog, The Golden Buyers of Pittsburgh, Wireless Zone, 
Larry Plume, Art, um, Nogies, Kevin Crowley, True Image, Heritage Hospice, Mario State Farm, um, River City Medical, Toast, and Diane Tressa, Del Bonds. And I, I put all your, your links up. I put your, you know, your Facebook, your Twitter, and uh, MazadaMMA.com on the info here for the, the report there. So definitely uh, check them out on social media. And um, how can they get tickets to the fight that's coming up next week? Are, are they still available? And if so, do you have a link? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, showing, they're, they're almost sold out, but um, uh, CageTix.com, cage, uh, com. Uh, put my name in there. Um, Brian, you can contact my manager. Oh yeah, thank thank you, uh, my management, um, Brian. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's doing a great job. Um, Oren, doing uh, help me out. Um, you can call Brian, seventy four eight two six one 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 four, or uh, yeah, like I said, cage tickets. Go to my website, um, yeah. MMA dot com. Definitely. Like I said, yeah. I mean, like you said. Tickets are running out, so you, if you have the opportunity to see this man locally, you should definitely do so. He's exciting. He always gives 100% in the cage, so definitely, like you said, go to C-A-G-E-T-I-X.com, put in his name. It's going to be Pinnacle Fighting Championships 12, and you definitely want to see him because you might not be able to get to see him unless you get the pay-per-view coming up soon because it definitely I feel he's got – got that aspiration. He will be in the UFC soon. So I, I definitely want to thank you for uh, being very accommodating. It's, you know, trying to get this on short notice. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, and as I said, thanks very much, and, and I wish you the very best. So uh, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you later, right. Yep. Have a good day, man. And uh, so I, I appreciate that. That was Dominic, the Honey Badger Mazada. He's going to be fighting against um, Justin King. That's going to be a Pinnacle Fighting Championships 12. It's going to be at the Sirius Shrine Center in Cheswick, Pennsylvania. The listed 13 bouts and how that is. Sometimes that changes. Might add some, might lose some. But definitely check out Pinnacle Fighting Championships. You said you can go to cagetix.com. That's C-A-G-E-T-I-X.com. Look up Pinnacle Fighting Championships 12. Dominic Mazada, get the tickets from him. Like I said, you do not want to miss this fight. If you are anywhere near the Pittsburgh area next Wednesday, not this week, next week, it is Thanksgiving Eve. Check it out. I mean, like I said, this guy always comes to fight. He, um, you know, he had an amazing head kick KO win a while back. You know, if you thought Holly taking out Ronda was an amazing head kick KO, you should check him out. Uh, look him up on YouTube. It's uh, Dominic Mazzotta, and like I said, he's had some amazing play. Uh, Jeremiah Yeager was a head kick KO that was just phenomenal. Uh, that's definitely a highlight reel fight. Um, like I said, I, I'm actually surprised that Dana White hasn't picked him up yet for the UFC. It, it definitely, hopefully, after this fight here with Justin King for Pinnacle, that he'll be getting the call because he is one of the fighters to watch um, and that's coming up at the end of another episode here of the Damage Report Live Radio I want to thank everybody for tuning in it was uh, normally for Fridays 
uh, trying to change the time. Like I said, I'm working on getting back to regular weekly episodes. And uh, like I said, I want to make this the best show possible for you, the listener. Um, so if there's any promotions out there, Gladiators of the Cage, Pinnacle Fighting Championships, uh, World Cage Fighting Championships, uh, Ring of Combat, Cage Fury Fighting Championships, Global Proving Ground, whoever you are in the area, or even if you're not in the Pennsylvania area, please get a hold of me on Facebook. It is you know, facebook.com slash zenrhino, Z-E-N-R-H-I-N-O. Hit me up. I'm more than happy to get matchmakers on, get your fighters on. I'll talk about your, your events. Uh, let's get the word out. Support local MMA, wherever it be. It doesn't have to be local to Pennsylvania. I'm a big fan of MMA wherever it's happening. Um, again, like I said, I want to give a shout-out to Doc Howie and the Zion X Band. That's www.xionx.us. Check out the website. Give a call. Like I said, I have problems with arthritis, uh, you know, a lot of sports. You know, I got banged up throughout the years. It's uh, in a car accident. So I have problems going up and down the steps. And uh, after I got this band from uh, Doc Howie, uh, I put it on and – Almost immediately. I didn't want to, you know, put out a product review right away because I didn't want to think that maybe it could be the placebo effect because I put something on and I thought it was working. So I've been doing, I've had it for a while, and it's amazing. Like I said, I mean, it's, there are times that I, I, depending on, the, you know, especially in cold weather here in central Pennsylvania, it was hard going up and down steps or doing some physical activity. And since I've been using this, this uh, band, it's, it's helped me out greatly. Um, and I'm working on, like I said, I, there were two or three times I had a text article product review that I was going to post over at my blog at zenrhinomma.blogspot.com, and my computer wasn't playing nice with me, and I lost it. So I promised uh, Doc Howie I will eventually get that out there, and um, like I said, this is a pretty good product. Check it out, www.xionx.us. Appreciate uh, Doc Howard for sending me that. There's other companies out there that want me to try your, your merchandise, your shirts, your hats, your gear, your you know pads, whatever hats. Or if you have a service, please send it to me. I'm willing to give it a product to you. I'll give it an honest appraisal. And if there's companies out there willing to sponsor the show so that we can become better, I'd love to get a full premium membership so I can go beyond a half hour broadcast more shows, you can hit me up on uh, Facebook. Like I said, it's Z-E-N-R-H-I-N-O. And I have very reasonable rates. We can make this show better for the for everyone. So I guess that's it for another episode. I'm going to try to be getting Andy Wynn, a fighter uh, down south, on as soon as possible. Person, another person like Dominic that I've wanted to interview for a while. So Apologize to her that I haven't been as consistent as I would like to be. Hopefully that will all change in the near future because I want to make this show the best possible. So check us out. I'm going to be trying to make it consistently regular, probably 4 p.m. on Fridays here at blogtalkradio.com slash damage report, D-A-M-M-A-G-E. Again, this is Jeff McConnell, a.k.a. Zen Rhino. This was episode 29 of the Damage Report Live Radio.